0: So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Welcome to part two of a three-part series on growth, which is an incredibly important aspect of being an entrepreneur. If you haven't listened to episode 28, which is part one of the series, you might want to pause this episode to have a listen, because today we're going to really build on that content from last week. So let's recap What we learned in last week's episode, you have a warm, fuzzy comfort zone and your comfort zone is the place between point A and point B. Think of it as your horizontal line, also called your range. A and B are your edges or edges of your comfort zone. If you spend enough time doing things outside of your comfort zone, then you grow with these new skills or experiences And then we move your edges out further, which gives you an expanded range. Today, we're gonna learn what the edge model is and how to work your edges. We're gonna talk about edge behavior, and I'll also give you strategies for growing and crossing over your edges. Last week, we talked about your comfort zone as a horizontal line that runs between A and B, also called your range. Today, we're going to dive deeper into how we increase your comfort zone and expand your range. It's time to introduce you to a new model. It's called the Edge Model, and I learned this while studying at CRR Global, and it's a brilliant way to really bring consciousness to the process of growth, and it helps us understand why it can be so exhausting when we grow and learn new things. So let's introduce you to the edge model. I want you to envision a triangle shape in front of you. Now we're gonna trace over this triangle and name three different points on it. So I want you to start all the way over at the left point of the triangle. We're gonna call that point A. And then I want you to travel up the left side of the triangle towards the peak. And as you do this, you travel up an incline and then you reach that highest point or what we're going to call the peak of the triangle. This is our second point. Then we travel down the right side of the triangle to the far right point. And that we're going to call point B. So the far left, point A, we travel up the slope towards the peak and then we travel down the slope towards the bottom right hand corner, point B. We use this edge model or triangle to understand what it is like to do something new, something scary or something outside of our comfort zone. Remember our model of the comfort zone from last week. That line is flat and so we can easily travel anywhere inside our comfort zone with very little effort. However, when something is new, it takes a lot more effort and energy to do it. And that is why we use this triangle or this edge model, because it represents that doing something new is an uphill battle. And it takes a lot more work and energy to do it in the very beginning. On our edge model, point A represents the place where we haven't started the task yet. Point B on the far right represents the place where we're comfortable doing the task. But in order to get over to B, it takes a lot of work. We can't just walk across from A to B on a flat surface like we do in our comfort zone. We have to go up the side of the triangle all the way uphill, very steep, it takes a lot of effort, and there's no momentum in the very beginning. Then once you cross over that peak, or what we call the edge at the top, then most of the really hard work done at the beginning is all behind you. And guess what? What happens to your path? It starts to go downhill. It starts to become easier. And you have all this momentum behind you. And you're easily able to get to point B. You can think of this edge model as a physical representation of climbing a mountain. Before you've even started climbing, you are at the bottom looking up. And it might feel a little bit intimidating. But the only way that you're going to get to the other side is to go up and over the mountain. And the sooner you start to climb, the sooner you'll be able to come down the other side. And the first part of the climb can be the hardest because most of the work is there and the biggest challenges are yet to come. They're ahead of you. When you have to do something new or slightly intimidating, it will really help you to think about this edge model. It will help you to break it down into smaller tasks that will build up your confidence and help you to make progress, rather than just being overwhelmed and not even knowing where to start. So think of these smaller tasks as being points that you plot on your way up the triangle. So how do we practically apply the EDGE model? Well, I want you to understand that things that are new or scary for us take a lot more effort and energy. Remember my example from last week? Sending an email might use two units of energy, whereas sending the email with the disappointing news, 10 units of energy because of worry and self-doubt and maybe a little sprinkle of procrastination. Now, there are a few truths about growth that I want you to understand. First, the only way, only way to get more comfortable or more experienced at something is to lean in and do the work. Start climbing the mountain. Do whatever you can to keep moving towards the peak so you can cross over that edge and get to the point where you're more comfortable doing something than you are uncomfortable doing it. Avoiding is not an option. The second truth about growth is to remember that you are making an investment, not only to master whatever it is that you're working on or learning in that moment, you are investing in the meta skill of growth. And every time you do something that makes you grow and you're conscious about your growth, then you get better at the meta skill of growing. So... You are mastering the art of growth. And the third thing I want you to know about growth is that your sneaky little saboteurs, AKA the negative, disruptive voices inside your head that are always telling you that you're not good enough, they're gonna always show up the most and the loudest when you are on the cusp of big growth. This is really important, so I'm gonna say it again. Your saboteurs will always show up the most and the loudest when you are on the cusp of big growth. Because the more that you expand your range and the more powerful you become, the harder you are to control. So instead of seeing the challenges as barriers that stand in between you and your goal, start to see your challenges as waving neon flags that confirm, oh yeah, you're heading in the right direction. Now, this is a tricky one to remember, especially when you're in the middle of a big lesson. So I know I have lots of great friends who point this out to me all the time. And so you're going to need to have a really good friend or business partner or a coach to remind you of this lesson. Because when you're in it, sometimes you can't see it. Now, what about you? Last week, I gave you a bunch of homework One thing I wanted you to think about was something that you used to be scared of or couldn't do, but now you can do it easily and effortlessly. Did you think of something? Great. Because that one thing is going to bring you so much wisdom and intelligence right now. I want you to take that one thing and I want you to plot it out on this new edge model. Let's use an example of running a marathon. Think about it when you were unable to do it at point A, staring up at the mountain and feeling completely overwhelmed. This might be the point where you wanted to do a marathon, but maybe you'd never even run a day in your life. Then I want you to think about point B, which is the place where you've completed the marathon and then ask yourself, what did you do to get from point A to point B? And here's the magic, you know, better than anyone else what it is so you know exactly what you did and you know why. So you can either pause this episode right now and think about it or you can carve out some time later to think about this. Now the steps that we take to cross over an edge are different. When you reflect on this thing that you've mastered you're going to remember what you did to get from point A to point B. Some of you may have done a lot of research, a lot of reading, digging around online, or maybe asking others who've done it before you. Some of you may have approached this as a goal and maybe set a specific deadline of when you wanted to accomplish something. And maybe some of you broke it down into steps. Some of you might have enlisted someone else to do it with you. So you had a buddy or an accountability partner. And then there's mindset, which is so important to your success. Did you visualize and believe that you could do it? Because this always helps at an emotional and an energetic level. So there are lots of things that you may have done. I want you to take the time to really get conscious about what it was that really worked for you in the past. Because this is intelligence and wisdom that you're going to be able to use for future scenarios or edge goals when you have to do something new. In this segment, I want to introduce you to edge behavior, which is another gem that I learned from CRR Global. And this is quite simply how you react when you're faced with a new task when you're making your way to cross over that edge. What is your go-to or edge behavior? And this is really important for a few reasons. First, when you get really conscious about how you act when you're being pushed out of your comfort zone, this will give you ideas of what you can do to make it easier or to be more compassionate with yourself. Second, when you become conscious of what your edge behavior is, Then you know to always keep an eye out for it because in the future when you notice this specific behavior in yourself, you will know that you are doing something that is outside of your comfort zone and this will serve as a red flag for you. Then you can be aware that it's going to take a little more energy, maybe a little bit more effort and it might exhaust you more than other tasks do. And the last way this benefits you is once you're aware of what edge behaviors exist, you will easily be able to recognize them and spot them in other people. And this will help you help them work through their new behavior. So here are some examples of edge behaviors. First, nervous laughter, going blank, changing the topic, confusion, being frozen or stuck fidgeting or being uncomfortable. And lastly, fight or flight. Do any of these edge behaviors sound familiar to you? My personal favorite is the first one, the nervous laughter. And I think I've confessed this to you guys before, but this is definitely my tell. And if you haven't noticed, don't worry. I always name it and presence it whenever I have my nervous laughter come up. So edge behavior is Quite simply, how you react when you're being pushed outside of your comfort zone. And here's four examples of what I see as the most popular ways that edge behavior shows up in entrepreneurs. Number one, avoidance. We all of a sudden magically come up with a reason to justify not moving forward and not taking the action. Number two, and I call this shiny object itis. And this is where we quickly switch to a new project to avoid doing the hard things about a current project. Symptoms of this can include, but are not limited to, gratuitous overuse of the word pivot to explain why we're doing something new. Do you remember my conspiracy theory about multitasking? I believe that our ego leads us to multitask as a secret form of procrastination. Because when we have a lot of different things going on at once, this gives us the illusion that a lot is getting done and that we're making a lot of progress, but actually we're not really getting anywhere because in reality, we're just spinning our wheels and going around in circles with many different projects. In reality, the more projects we are working on, we lessen the chance that any one of them will ever cross the finish line. Number three. The third way that this impacts us as entrepreneurs is that we retreat to our comfort zone. When too much new feels too scary and we're feeling overwhelmed, we fall back on the old. And a really obvious one I see here is letting email be a priority and social media as well and letting them completely run your entire day. Symptoms of this include, but are not limited to, spinning your wheels and doing lots of things that aren't actually important to avoid the really impactful things that actually move the dial with your business. And you're left with a sense of frustration because you never actually feel like you're getting anywhere. And lastly, leaping with a blindfold. Sometimes we react in an overly enthusiastic way to add new projects to our plate And we leap simply because there's an opportunity to leap into something new. And I know this sounds like a good thing, but the disadvantage is that we might leap too soon without weighing the consequences and thinking it through properly. We might not realize that saying yes because it's simply an exciting opportunity isn't always the best thing for us because there are too many other things maybe that are on our plate. So that's an overview of four specific ways that edge behavior really impacts entrepreneurs. So what about you? How do you respond? When I was reading that list, did any of those sound familiar to you? Either avoidance, shiny object-itis, retreating to our comfort zone, or leaping with a blindfold. Again, this is a great opportunity for you to notice how you react And what is your go-to edge behavior? Now, I want to give you some tools that will help you to cross over an edge and do that thing that is new. Earlier, I asked you to think about something personal that used to live outside your comfort zone, and now it's inside your comfort zone. How did you manage to do it? Did you break it down or did you leap with a blindfold? We all have a different relationship with edges. So it's really important for you to know how you respond when you're faced with crossing an edge. And knowing this gives you great intelligence about what you can do in the future. So here are five tools to cross over an edge. First, you can find someone to cross an edge with you. When we have someone with us, it not only helps us with accountability, but it makes it easier because we're not alone. We have the comfort of their company and of their relationship to help us through it. Number two, break it down into steps. Well, I know when I first started teaching yoga, we've talked about this before, and I didn't start teaching a big classroom of 45 students. I started off teaching a friend and then I taught two friends and then slowly and surely I taught bigger classes and then strangers and then I, I worked my way up to an environment where I was comfortable. I simply broke down what I could do into smaller versions of what the big goal was and each time that I did one of those steps, it gave me a bit of confidence towards that bigger goal of teaching a bigger class. Number three, a temporary leap. You can jump outside of your comfort zone, try something new, and then fully give yourself permission to go back into your comfort zone to process what just happened. You can think of this as a zigzag where you take a couple big, bold steps forward, and then if you need, you take one step back. Number four, act as if. Visualize that you've already crossed over and that you have all the confidence and experience of being over there already. Now take that confidence and that feeling and see how you feel empowered by that and see if that will help you head up that incline towards your edge. And number five, prohibit crossing. Now this one's a little confusing, but it's a good one and it kind of works like reverse psychology so you tell yourself that you can't cross over the edge or you tell someone else that they can't do something and I don't know about you but nothing motivates me more than being told that I can't do it it just brings out this fierce determination in me my inner stubbornness and then in the end it ends up driving me and forcing me to cross over the edge So let's recap those five different ways to cross over an edge. First, find someone to cross with you. Second, break it down into small, manageable steps. Three, a temporary leap where you zigzag back and forth. Number four, act as if. Find that confidence that you would have once you've accomplished it. And lastly, prohibit crossing. so let's check in I just introduced you to the edge model and edge behavior and five techniques to cross over an edge did you take all that in? can you see how this will help you be really conscious about your growth? last week it was all about understanding your comfort zone and this week it's all about understanding your edges how do you respond when they show up? how do you cross over them? what works and what doesn't work. And I really want to point out that as you are listening to this episode right now and investing this time in your personal development, you are making your growth process more conscious. It is so powerful to have these models and this language to understand what it is that you are going through and to put language around it so that you can better explain to others what you're going through. And so the really good news is that by simply thinking about growth and about observing it and making it conscious, you are getting better at it. So go ahead and give yourself a little pat on the back. And it's time to start wrapping up this second episode on growth. So stay tuned next week for the last segment on growth where we talk about how to handle a growth hangover. And I'm going to give you some tips for being conscious about your growth. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.